Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast, coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is the full CHGO White Sox crew. We got Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer on the far left. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. The man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Sarah is our producer. Hi. And you, the audience, are joining us. Make sure that you participate by hitting the thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button, and hey, if you're there, why not comment? We'd love to see what you have to say. It's very fun that you get to control that. You could say whatever you'd like in the comment section there. And we can read it. Yeah. If we want. Keep it cordial. Right. I mean, hey, you know, if it's something too silly, maybe we keep it in the uh, comment section. Well, we'll read it, I guess is the point I'm saying. We won't necessarily read it aloud, but we will read it. It's true. We will read it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll process the information. Yes. Um, As we will also uh, process the information that Rawlings uh, now has Gold Glove finalists. We will distill that information and give you uh, the important White Sox uh, bits of that. Bit. Bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing. Uh, and it's shocker, it's Luis Robert Jr. Uh, then we'll be going into our report guards for uh, the next position. We just did catcher yesterday. Uh, Yasmani Grandal slash Corey Lee slash Carlos Perez. Don't forget NLC Sebi. And NLC Sebi. We didn't really talk much about NLC Sebi. It doesn't seem like he's going to be NLC Sebi for much longer, I got to be honest. The way, no. the, the, way the fight Oof. fills are. Goodness. Plugging it up. You don't think that it's going to change now that it goes back to Arizona with $10 tickets? I mean, I think the, the D-backs were a good team, but uh, this Phillies club uh, is buzzsawing their way through the National League playoffs, aren't they? How embarrassing. $10 tickets. Um, but uh, Fuck, why? That's good. <laughs> that's <Lowly>. good. <laughs> but, like, you know, t- you have to lure your crowd in, but with uh, low discounted prices. You should just be jealous that Diamondbacks fans get to go to a playoff game for uh, for an Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, so did the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're like, nah, we're only 19,000 was going to go. But if the Phillies pack their bets, I don't see why they would have problems with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, they beat their two top pitchers. Um, I mean, soundly. Yeah, I mean, last night I thought that um, – they were just, you know, short with the two home runs. And then when the bullpen came in, man, floodgates just opened up. Must be nice, man, just have people just hitting the ball over the, f- over the fence. And when they don't, they just hit doubles. 
Well, we, and then when they don't, they get get singles and then steal second. Man, and score ten runs. Yeah. Um, and then have top of the top of the rotation, two top of the rotation pitchers, and then Roger Suarez pitching like that in the playoffs. I had playoff talk for later. Do you guys want to jump, get into playoff talk now? We can do playoff talk later. We can bookend this thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Herb can talk about Ranger Suarez yeah. later. Um, Texas Ranger Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's jump into the news of the day, I guess. Uh, we you know, alluded to it, and we'll give you the full news now. Uh, three finalists have been announced for the Centerfield Gold Glove Award for 2023. Uh, Rawlings announced the finalists, and for centerfielder, in the American League. In the American League. Yeah. Uh, and they did it in the National League, too. They did. But, you know, but we don't care about that. White Sox are only in the Na- American League. Senior circuit, get out of here. This <laughs> is a junior circuit show. All right. Uh, <laughs> first off, finalist from the Toronto Blue Jays center fielder, Kevin Kiermeyer. Second finalist from the Seattle Mariners, Julio, Julio Rodriguez. And third, number 88. From your Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert Jr. is a finalist. First time he's been a finalist since his rookie year when he won the won the award. I believe so. Yeah. So I mean, as we've talked about, the defense the last two years did not really look the same as it did during the rookie year in 2020 and the way it did this year in 2023. So uh, we're not super shocked because kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think you tweeted out the link. Um, so not super shocked even by these three being the finalists. Now we just hold our breaths and see if he's the winner. It's not really a, a, something that we could put our, our minds to that much. Uh, 25% of the award is a uh, Sabre Matrician uh, vote. So I think it's uh, taken from uh, defensive run saves uh, in the Fielding Bible. Uh, so like 25% of the award is taken from that. But then I think the 75% is just up to the managers and how they vote. So we just got to wait. Um, probably got one vote, you'd hope, from Pedro. Yeah, and it might do Luis some good because of Kiermaier's in Toronto. You have Seattle for uh, Rodriguez, so you have people who are extreme time zones. It's just too far north, the both of them. Exactly, and then, you know, you see Luis Robert. He had a good year both offensively and defensively, and he was a single focus of the White Sox, so that is a good thing for the for his case. But I'm just looking at the Fielding Bible uh, DRS leaderboard. Um, Kiermaier should win this by a landslide because his defensive run saved was at 18, and while Luis Robert, not too shabby himself, it was at six. Thanks. That's a gap right there. Um, all right. Well, yeah, just to add on to that, too, uh, with uh, outs above average from StatCast, uh, Kiermaier at 13, Robert at 13, J-Rod at 12. So uh, all around the same there with, with, with StatCast. Um, the one thing to prop up Luis Robert Jr., um, out of these finalists, he's the only player with two five-star catches uh, of five-star difficulty uh, with a catch percentage of 25% or less. Uh, J-Rod only had one out of 18 opportunities. Kiermaier had one out of 11. Uh, Luis Robert had two of 23. Uh, he also had seven four-star opportunities. Uh, him and Kiermaier were tied for seven, um, and he also had uh, three uh or 18 three-star opportunities. Uh, so overall, I think he had the most three-star, four-star, and five-star opportunities if you combine all those together. So uh, maybe there's a case to be made that he's making a higher difficulty of catches. But I don't know. He was always fun to watch. I mean, was there a favorite catch? 
I think the first weekend into this, the first weekend of that of the season, the one that he made sliding on the warning track, in going Houston. into left center field in Houston, mm-hmm. that play was unbelievable. Um, he obviously robbed many home runs, including one in that series. But he robbed many home runs over the course of the year. Um, it really became commonplace uh, when he would go to the wall and and take a take a homer away from somebody. But that play he made on what third or fourth day of the season in Houston uh it was unbelievable and, and it really to me the it is the it is the representation of the defining characteristic of what makes Luis Robert Jr. so good defensively and it's the ability to cover ground I mean the the range that this guy has and the way he makes it look easy I mean I, you know you you talk to players and they they say man he he's so amazing but you don't take it for granted because he's because you know how good he is I can tell you that White Sox fans and people that watch White Sox games every day take it for granted that Luis Robert Jr. is going to make some of the catches he makes because he makes it look so easy. Uh, This is a a guy who not just makes the spectacular plays, but makes all of the plays that he's supposed to make as well, which is, I don't think, something that could be said maybe in in, certainly in 2022, but in in 2021 as well. So um, to see him make an improvement. I think, again, needs to be trumpeted as well because this isn't just a guy who shows up to the park every day, ho-hum, look how good a defense he is. He obviously had to work on some stuff from the last couple of years to now. He said he was working um, on on balls at the wall with the uh, now since departed Daryl Boston, who was the the Sox uh, outfield coach uh, until last week. But, uh, you know, if he if he wins that award, he's very, very deserving of that award. So are the other two guys, which is why they announced these finalists. It's not like you're ever going to be like it's going to be a guy who deserves to win it and two other bums who can't play defense. Like there's a reason you're a finalist for a gold glove award. Um, Kiermaier obviously has the reputation as being a defensive whiz. And Julio Rodriguez is a breakout season for him in terms of becoming just an all around star in this game. So um, he's up against some tough competition. But boy, he was fun to watch play center field all year long and uh, if he gets a second gold glove in four years, uh, hats off to him because he very much played in a way that deserves it. I think it's so anticlimactic how they do this whole process. Announcing him now, good. But then they have the winner pretty much on Zoom on MLB Network and say, oh, yeah, you won, just like Jose Abreu when he won his MVP. Different circumstances were in the COVID year. But I would love for them to have whatever the host city is or whatever the host cities are, have the awards given out during the World Series. That's your show place. Give out those awards at the same time. They do that for the NFL during the Super Bowl. They give out their MVP, etc. awards the day before the Super Bowl. I would want them to do it before that. And as far as his favorite catch, the one in Toronto was awesome. Just where the he just goes back and robs the home run, does it in front of Kevin Kiermaier and says, hey, there's a new sheriff in town. I'm going to regain my gold glove that I won in 2020. And uh, as Vinny said, like 2021 and 2022 kind of gave you some pause. You're like, did we just see the anomaly in 2020? And these are the real uh, Luis Robert defensive good not great this year he returned to form and he was back to being great and as i said before it seems like he has worked on the going back to the wall going laterally going right left 
going over the wall and not afraid of it, timing out his steps. And so, yeah, his game is improved both on offense and defense. And I'm just looking for the, the next improvement for when he's like laying off pitches off the zone, which he did a lot this year, and then just becoming an all-around best player, MVP caliber player, which he wasn't this year. He's close, but there's so many good players, and uh, I'm sure Itani's going to have that award until he moves to the National League. Right, yeah, and, and I mean, hey, maybe Luis Robert Jr. has a chance next year if Otani's not pitching. I mean, as long as Otani's pitching, who's Otani going to be playing for? I don't know, but I'm saying like if he's in the American League, I mean, like that's at least the one like it's kind of handicapped here. You know, it's kind of like you know playing with a what's it called in golf? I don't play golf. Is isn't it a handicap? A handicap, yeah. yeah. Right. So I don't know. Um, I would also say, too shout out. Were you going to list a catch? I was going to list two. It was just Damn. it was just on Damn. the wall. Uh, there was one in Cleveland too. Uh, we went to rob a home run, uh, going back in the bright sun, uh, going up against the wall, colliding against it, and then uh, August uh, Mike Ford was up, hits it deep into the gap, sky off uh, a skying uh, fly ball off Tanner Banks, uh, and of course there's Luis Robert Jr. just like colliding into the wall awkwardly, uh, but at full speed. Let's also too shout out the diving play in Baltimore. That was reminiscent of what he did in Kansas City oh, yeah. back in 2020. Mm. That deserves that deserves a shout out as well. And uh, this one, of course, is in like a seven-one game. So he's like colliding in the the, the field when they're down six runs. It's did like we, stop doing that. Did we get either of the five-star catches that he made? You said um, I can't kidding. find those. Okay, specifically, I would, I would assume. Th- I would assume because I think that Sarah Lanks tweeted about the one from April second, and I would assume that that one where it's the this the hit from Kyle Tucker, 113 miles per hour off the bat. Uh, into the left center gap, making the sliding catch. I think that's one of the five stars. Just um, ridiculous catch. I'm trying to find like that where was, those are. But. Like, that made me feel so good because we're playing well. The White Sox were playing well. Yoan was hitting home runs. Defensive plays like that were back to being, you know, fundamentally sound. We take two out of four from the Houston Astros, and I was like, here we go. We got something going. We got something cooking. And then, you know, injuries and et cetera happened. But, man, that first series – Got us hyped up. And then it was all downhill. Then they're like, huh, we're going to lose uh, <laughs> 99 more games. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll talk about, uh, you know, how that all happened. Uh, we'll talk about uh, one of the players that led to the White Sox offense just not showing up in uh, 2023. Uh, that wasn't Luis Robert Jr.'s fault, but uh, we'll be obviously following uh, if he does win the gold glove for the second time in his, in his career. Um, did you feel like it was a better year than 2020? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, full year. I mean, certainly it was obviously a hundred more games, um, but just like we were talking about the improvement. You know what I mean? I think that you saw you saw a guy go from man, he's a hell of an athlete and he can cover a whole hell of a lot of ground to oh, look at the plays he's making because he has worked at this and he is he knows the the read of the ball and the, and how to play against the wall. You know, he was he was making plays that a an experienced baseball player makes and and whereas 2020 we, we got a flash of wow the athlete mm-hmm. now we've got wow the defender and it's not like he did make a lot of plays that are boneheaded in 21 and 22 but he cut down on the extra throw the the nonsense like if he would you know a runner be advanced at third throwing the ball right to the the cutoff man and line drive so the guy can cut the ball off instead of air mailing. We saw so many times this year from Oscar Cola specifically uh, doing that. And so that's how you become the 
outfielder that he's become by doing all the spectacular stuff. But when it comes to just the regular fundamental things, you uh, hone that craft also. Let's remember, too, last year he had blurred vision. He was playing with blurred vision in the middle of the season because of that vitamin deficiency or whatever he had. So uh, I think there were health things that factored into what he looked like last year as a defender. But, the you know, the routes weren't the same. The amount of ground he was covering wasn't the same. And obviously uh, playing balls up against the wall, which, hey, he went to work, he went to school on and, and, and figured it out because he's gold glove caliber this year. Yeah. Sean, he had vertigo. He did. Uno, dos, tres, catorce. And mm-hmm. that's not how it goes. Uh, I don't think they learned how to count in Spanish. That's how the song goes, though. Yeah, but they didn't. You, tell, they you take that the, up with Bono this weekend. That's, that's yeah, how they I te- bet I get, I'll get to chat with That's them. how they teach it in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that opening to that song is kind of like Rafael Palmero winning the gold glove in 1999 after playing 28 games at first base. Um, like you were talking about, you know, like, you know, they're finalists for a reason. But then I not always, I, 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 but now, yeah. Right. I always think of the Rafael Palmeiro <laughs> thing. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break uh, and then we'll get into first base. Uh, funny enough, with Rafael Palmeiro being Gold Glover at first base, uh, we'll give Andrew Vaughn his report card for 2023. Um, Want to let you know though about our friends over at Sunnyside. Uh, Sunnyside is your home for. Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are in your cannabis journey. They have easy online ordering and in-store pickup to make it easy for you. And with their great transparent loyalty program, their Sunnyside rewards, uh, you'll be rewarded for all the purchases you make with our friends over at Sunnyside. They are Illinois' favorite dispensary. Herb's tried out the River North one. Uh, We've tried out the... Wrigleyville one, mm-hmm. tried out the uh, Elmwood Park one. Uh, you could even Herb, go- are you tick? Are you ticking them all off? Like you know, I've got I've you know by, I've got a, a national parks bucket list by the mm-hmm. end of life. You want to go to all of them? Do you want to go to all of the Sunnyside locations? I mean, South Beloit is not that far away. I mean, while I'm in South Beloit, and go down to Circa and, and Waukegan, and come on back home. But yeah, uh, there's one like in Champaign. I don't think I'll ever make it to Champaign. Didn't say the most southern one is like Champaign or something. Yeah, there's one in Champaign, and I think there's one in Danville. So mm-hmm. you can make you get, knock those two off together. Mm-hmm. I would like to see That's like Herb. Go. You know, you, you go whenever. Herb finally has us over. Hasn't yet. Wow, uh, Herb rude. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I can't wait to I see. I haven't his. had an invite either. What the hell? No one wants to hang out. I'm, I'm sorry. Guys. I'm picturing a, a sunny side map of Illinois, and it just all those like red those little, little pins. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put a little leaf there. <laughs> uh, you can check out their house of brands when you go there, uh, whether it be Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Floracale, Wonder, or Remedy. And through October 31st, ooh, spooky, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. When used per customer, it's not stackable with other promotions, and that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Again, uh, use code CHGO25. Check out for 25% off your total order at sunnyside.shop until October 31st. Finally, uh, before we uh, get into Andrew Vaughn here, uh, Herb and I have been very lucky to try some hero bread. Uh, we have, I got the seeded bread. You got the tortillas. I did. I made a little avocado uh, toast yesterday and this morning. Uh, very lovely. Uh, a nice ripe op- avocado, uh, some crisp bacon, uh, you know, a little bit of salt. A little bit of pepper. Uh, it was very nice. Had, had a little uh, Bam. spin drip. Bam. Uh, <laughs> but it's very nice because I know that you have certain needs that you need to be met yes. dietary-wise. Um, and I just liked it because it tastes like good, normal bread. 
and that's what I was like. The flour, flour tortilla tastes exactly like a flour tortilla, not like a thing that has zero net carbs, which for me as a type 2 diabetic is a good thing. That means my blood sugar doesn't spike that tough, which is one of the things that bread usually makes it happen. And Hero Bread is a hero and doesn't do that for you. Uh, you can use code CHGO at uh, for 10% off at Hero.co. Uh, hero Bread is offering the CHGO fam 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use code CHGO uh, to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. Um, it was a fantastic way for me to start my morning. And uh, again, it was, I mean, I, I don't have any dietary needs like like her, but uh Again, it's not throwing off my routine. My, my routine's normal, having my, my normal breakfast, and Euro bread is there to, I guess, save the day because it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into Andrew Vaughn's report card for 2023. And can we scroll all the way up, Sarah, to the, the, the beginning? Where Jacob says, can't wait to see Sean's inane love for Vaughn. Is that that bad? No. Was that was I that no, unbearable no, you should, you throughout should take offense. It's just a, it's just a poke. No, you poke, Sean. We know you like Andrew Vaughn. You're, you've got a whole yin yang thing with the Andrews. You're off. You're you love one Andrew. You hate the other Andrew. You maybe should just come more to the middle on both of them. It's my yin and yang. Yeah, I just think that you last year in the off season were professing that hey, this Andrew Vaughn's gonna be good eventually because the the metrics say he's on a on a track to doing so. And I think during the season you've adjusted to what he actually did. Right. Well that's the thing, is like the metrics I could still see the metrics, right? Like the metrics that I was seeing in the off season last year, I was like, "Ooh, he might be doing you know X, Y, Z." Uh, and then, yeah, he he couldn't hit a slider. That was true. Uh, really struggled with that. And then he also just stopped hitting fastballs. And as a righty, doesn't really hit that uh, that that well against lefties. Uh, so he doesn't really enjoy a platoon advantage. So I'm left wondering in 2023 what Andrew Vaughn is. Um, before we get into the grades, because we had a Probably a different grading of Andrew Vaughn here. Uh, why don't we get into this? Uh, Vinny, do you remember your grades that you gave? Vaguely, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do I, remember them, yes. I, I could read them off just because yeah. uh, we were all fairly uh, far off. We were all over the place? Yes. Vinny gave Vaughn for offense a C plus. Yes. Herb gave him a D. Yes. I gave him a D minus. Vinny gave him a B plus for defense. Herb gave him an F for defense. I gave him a D for defense. D for defense. D for defense. Right. Let's go defense. <laughs> defense. Uh, defense. Um, but if you want to flash the report cards, uh, the overall grades, offense, we gave him a D. Defense, we gave him a C minus. Overall, Andrew Vaughn got a D. I don't know if this conversation needs to take place, but this is where I feel like if you – joined us last for a conversation before the season even started, it would be centered around him replacing Jose Abreu. Yeah. I feel like it's not even a a storyline. It's not even relevant. Jose Abreu was not going to get that money from the White Sox, and he was looking for something else, and Andrew Vaughn was going to play those games at first base no matter what. Like, it wasn't really... Andrew Vaughn replacing Jose Abreu, just Jose Abreu's time in Chicago was done. That is true. Let's put it this way. It was not Andrew Vaughn's job for Andrew Vaughn to replace Jose Abreu. 
In no world was he think. I don't believe he was thinking that under any circumstance, and nobody should have expected him to try to do that. Because guess what? Andrew Vaughn was already here. He just needed to be Andrew Vaughn, which, to be fair, we had not seen the expected Andrew Vaughn yet, I don't think. He was good last year. He was not blow you away good last year, though. Um, this year, took a step back, the numbers say. And, and certainly, uh, he was right around a, a league average hitter. Um, he did play more games, and, and you know, uh, I think, what, it was almost 30 more games or something like that than he played the year before. Um he he walked slightly more. He struck out a lot more. Um, you know, the power numbers were not what anybody expected them to be. But the thing with Jose Abreu is the White Sox put Andrew Vaughn in the position of having to replace Jose yeah. Abreu. They put Aloy Jimenez in the position of having to replace Jose Abreu because they didn't go out and get somebody to replace Jose Abreu. They said, not only will our hitters be good as good as we think they would be they will be so good that you won't even that we won't even miss Jose Abreu because the production is going to be absolutely fantastic it didn't turn out that way whether you thought it was going to or not uh, but on top of it all they didn't go out and get a power hitter a guy who could produce the way Abreu produced for the entirety of his White Sox tenure so I do agree with you it's beside the point that Jose Abreu and Andrew Vaughn played the same position it, don't don't even worry about that but on top, what, what happened was Andrew Vaughn didn't play that well. He didn't hit very well. Um, I gave him a decent grade on defense because I didn't think he did anything wrong. I, don't, I'm, I wasn't looking at the numbers. Perhaps they were not very kind to him on defense. But I didn't see him making all these mistakes as a guy who was playing first base at a full-time, uh, a full-time job for the first time in his major league career. I didn't see a guy who was overwhelmed. Um, he had notably and I think people po pointed out and even you know started to make fun on on social media in our comments there's that one play down the line that Abreu made Oof. every single time mm. that Andrew Vaughn hardly made at all um but really I mean you think about it the difference in size of those two guys I had I would not have been surprised if T.A. and Moncada were throwing the ball over his head constantly that didn't happen he didn't make a lot of he didn't make any mistakes really in that or not a lot of them anyway, in that department. Uh, he fielded his position very well, I thought. Um, so I thought defensively he was fine, and offensively he was average uh, by a league standard. And so the, the grades that I gave were in a vacuum, right? But certainly, if you're talking about the expectations – Number three pick in the draft, top prospect, skipping minor league levels left and right. The, the opinion that the White Sox have of Andrew Vaughn is to be, for lack of a better term, a Jose Abreu type, middle of the order, carry your lineup type guy. And we have not seen anything close to that in, in three years of him playing at the big league level. Not to say that it can't happen, right? I mean, as Pedro keeps pointing out, this guy's young. He's just at the beginning of his major league career. That's fine. But the White Sox are leaning on him now. The White Sox want him to be that guy. Or exp I should say the White Sox could use him to be that guy now, the way their team is built, and he's not that guy right now. Maybe he will be next year, but uh, we have not seen anything like that. So if you're grading on the scale of how close was Andrew Vaughn to what he was expected to be, then your guys' grades are far more accurate, I would say, because he has not come close to, to meeting those expectations. And with your point about defense, he – caught every ball that was hit to him in his range and that's kind of the point of how badly he was at defense is that he didn't get to a lot of balls that other 
defensive first baseman like top of the league Christian Walker would get to. Um, but offensively, year over year, he's pretty much the same player, if not slightly worse than he was last year, even though he hit more home runs. And just looking at the numbers uh, year over year, he's his expected weight on base is lower. His K rate went up 4%. Uh, he struck out much more. His... Uh, Exit velocity is about the same, 89 to 90. So he didn't grow, really. He didn't move from, okay, I've been playing all these positions and right and left, and now I'm comfortable. And, and at first base, my legs are um, underneath me. I could be able to perform in first base. That's what the expectation was, at least from you, Sean. I think myself, I felt that way too, that you know this year would be a year that he can concentrate all on offense and have the numbers that we expect him to have. I'm not expecting 35 home runs, maybe eventually, but 30 minimum for a first baseman is, I don't think, too much to ask. And he fell short of that. And it was never a time where I was like, all right, he's got it. He's got it locked in, and he's now about to take off. And that player that we've been promised of, Andrew Vaughn, hasn't come yet. He's been a decent hitter, but he hasn't been a great hitter that we have saw and that people said that would play immediately in the major leagues. And so these grades are from what he should do as a first baseman in the major in the major leagues, and that's how I graded him. That's why I gave him a hard grade on the defense because I think only two first basemen are worse uh, and outs above average than Andrew Vaughn, and so you got to be better there. You, that's what Jose Abreu's charge was, and I think you shared the story. Where Ricky Renteria told him, "Hey, man, you got to be better at first, or you might have to move off." He got better at first, and that would led to his MVP season in 2020, one of the, and the home runs too, but. We expect more from Andrew Vaughn, especially a corner infielder infiel- uh, should be hitting minimum 30 home runs. And that's why when we get to uh, Yoan Mankata in a couple of days, Vinny, it's going to be much worse than this because he was not good at all offensively. And I think that's going to gr- drag his overall grade down. Andrew Vaughn's offense can get better. You can see the stairs stepping, but I don't know how his defense actually does get better unless he makes those catches that Jose makes and he improves his range, which as a slow guy at 25, I don't see you getting faster when you keep on aging. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's not a good athlete and that's I think what we've seen uh, throughout his adventures in the outfield and now at first base uh, negative five outs above average like you mentioned tied with Spencer Torkelson uh, the only players uh, below him with a minimum 500 innings uh, Alex Kirloff Tristan Casas uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Spencer Steer and you look at the uh, breakdown of his actual defense uh, negative two uh, value going in on balls uh, going towards third base base negative six going towards first base so kind of that foul area negative one uh he's fine going back positive one value but other than that he's he's pretty bad um like there's just nowhere that he grades out well and i, I don't know how just like sub- but just like Vinny said like when you see him when i see a ball hit to him he's gonna catch it for the most part that's and if you're just looking at that andrew fawn's all right well, what I was going to say is, like, I don't know how severely or how seriously, like, Pedro Gafol takes in outs above average for Andrew Vaughn and, and how much, you know, he does pass the eye test for Pedro Gafol. But, I mean, it just, you know, we see that consistent play, like, down the line. Like, he just doesn't make that over-the-shoulder catch. And maybe that's something that will come with more comfort. Um, but he just doesn't seem 
to be athletic enough to be a major leaguer at this point, the more and more we see from him. And it's good to see that he put on the games played this year. Um, but when you talk about his production from a first base level, Herb, uh, 14 first baseman uh, qualified, mm-hmm. uh, or at least had uh, 500 plate appearances at, at first base. Um, he was 12th. Uh, only three had a weighted runs created place weighted runs created plus under 100 uh it was vaughn abreu and dominic smith um it's just not a good category to be in and again like what we were sold on when he was the third overall pick in 2019 was that he had a great ability to discern ball from strike uh had a 500 on base percentage in college um and that has just kind of fallen off the 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 table when we look at the swing take uh and the uh what is it heart shadow chase waste you, um, <laughs> you look at 2021 he was worth negative 11 run value negative 15 run value in the heart of the zone in 2022 plus 16 run value plus six run value in the heart of the zone and then 2023 plus one run value zero run value in the heart of the zone um he just really never did his damage on on pitches that he should have done done like it just never felt like he was confidently attacking the strike zone it never felt like he was confidently attacking pitchers and it always felt like he was behind the eight ball uh no matter you know if it was a a, a green reliever or you know a veteran brian shaw on the mound or whatever uh do you think that's he, an anomaly or you think that's real because you just said the numbers that the years before if he just goes back to those he becomes a better hitter if he actually attacks the zone in the heart of the zone. I don't know. I mean, uh, you look at the actual like swing and take percentages. Um, he's still pretty passive. Like he's not swinging enough. I would say like when he needs to be like, so my pitch is like truly in the heart of the zone. I don't think he's swinging enough. His swing percentage can be higher. Like you look at Corey Seager and he's getting on base at a, you know, breakneck pace. Um, and when, Pitches are in the heart of the zone. He's swinging 90% of the time. And when anything is outside of the heart of the zone, he has, like, extreme take percentages. He's good. He's extremely (laughs) good. Right. Like, um, that's the thing with Andrew Vaughn is I just don't think he's that good. Like, I I, I think that the more that we have seen from him, the more that you can actually game plan for Andrew Vaughn, the more that it shows that he might just not be that guy. Like mm. it, it might've been the wrong choice at third overall at 2019. Cause you look at Josh Young, uh, who's playing third base for the Rangers. He was taking five spots behind uh, Andrew Vaughn in that same draft. And he's already contributing to a playoff team, in the ALCS. So it's like, you know, it, it's, it's time for Andrew Vaughn to start giving something. And yeah. the more and more I see just the less and less confident I get in him. I hear what you're saying, but I also think his development was stunted a little bit by both the pandemic where he had to be with the Schomburg boys and then they were just like, okay, come to the major leagues after a year at single A and play a position you're not familiar with. So I'll give him a little bit more leeway grading hard this year was bad but I think and I think you feel that way too that the future is still bright for Andrew Vaughn but also it's a prove it year in 2024 where it's like shit or get off the pot brother we might have to go somewhere else if you just producing the same number that you did in 22 and 23 and 24 so I still have faith that he could be that guy it's going to take some time, though. The numbers don't say that he'll be that guy next year, though. 
I mean, they're not going to. It's his position. He's not it's going anywhere. Yeah, right. 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 I mean, like, <laughs> we're going to watch Andrew Vaughn again. Yeah. I hope the best for him. But he's getting his chance. I mean, that goes for that goes for a lot of guys in this team too. You know what I mean? Like, Moncada's getting his getting his chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this about I'll say this when it comes to Graydon like this though. I mean, Herb, you brought up the comparison with Moncada. Andrew Vaughn was healthy all year, yeah. and you know, like, I know White Sox fans are sick to death of excuses and the injury explanation, right? But Moncada was hurt all year. He didn't do anything. His offense was ugly, right? Yep. But he had a back injury all year. Andrew Vaughn didn't do much. Where's his excuse? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, the last few years uh, playing in the outfield, obviously, you could say, okay, you know, the the the, the wear and tear that he uh, sustained in the outfield could have an impact on the bat, sure. But here you go. 2023, you got what you wanted, you, you know. Um you got to play the position that you're comfortable playing, and the offensive results not only weren't there, they were worse than they were the year before. The OPS Plus was 10 points worse than it was in 2022. Um, we saw flashes, and, and, and I'll go back. There was a question earlier on the side that said, outside of Robert, I think it was phrased, who are you most proud of? But, you know, <laughs> whose production was the most impressive, right? Which there, of your from, sons from are you William, most proud From of? William there, Sarah. Um, you know, who, who were you most impressed with in, in 2023? The answer is that Luis Roberts, the only person that put together a, a full season of good in 2023, everything else you're picking at silver linings. And I think, you know, you can say, well, Dylan C sure finished the year strong. You know, I'm sure finished the year strong. And you know what? There were glimpses from Andrew Vaughn. They weren't sustained, but there were glimpses. But that's really all we can do when we assess these guys outside of Robert is just say, well, if he could do what he did for that three-week stretch or what he could do for that, you know, what he did a little bit in May and what he did a little bit in September, mm-hmm. you stretch that out over the course of the season, okay, maybe. But that's going to be the explanation with a lot of guys. And, uh, you know, Andrew Vaughn was not, you know, horrid, to, to like like some of the other guys were you know what I mean go look at Tim Anderson's OPS plus you know go look at uh some of the numbers uh that were put up elsewhere in this lineup we were talking about Yasmani Grandal yesterday and uh you know we've got we've got uh pretty decent being thrown around for a guy whose OPS plus was 70 something uh you know it's it's all relative with these White Sox hitters uh Andrew Vaughn was not the worst of the bunch but he was far from uh impressive yeah I mean Grandal, he was definitely graded on a curve on a thirty-four-year-old. Well, you can grade all these guys on a curve, and their and their grades are still going to be bad. Terrible, yeah, I guess right. is what we're saying, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, again, like, and that's the thing is like Grandal. I think the biggest thing that if you ask Yasmani Grandal was that he finished the season healthy. Like Andrew Vaughn will be, like fine i guess that he finished the season healthy like because he didn't yeah yeah but like he's he's probably annoyed with his performance absolutely um the one thing that i did find interesting and i, I think we'll probably talk about it after the break uh was it did seem like vaughn was seen as a leader um i don't, I don't know how important that is for 2024 uh, and especially when building the future he was uh, described as one by the general manager multiple times certainly well and that guy got fired. or the former general manager i should say yeah so i don't know i don't know how ringing of an endorsement that is but we'll talk about it in a second um yeah vaughn the one thing that does concern me too he never had an ops his ops uh, was never above 800 uh, after april 21st so it was 814 and it was under he hit that walk-off home run against the rays that was probably like the best moment of the Sox season right and that was his first homer off a lefty in like a year ages like yeah. the soto home last year mm-hmm. 
Not good. Um, let's take a break. We'll let you know about some of our great sponsors, like FOCO. Uh, we have some great decorations that were donated by FOCO. Uh, we got the softball one there. We got the Tim Anderson one there. Even the immaculate inning Hayden Wisniewski bobblehead over there for uh, any Cubs fans. Uh, maybe you're just trying Ooh. to... Exactly. Maybe you're trying to terrorize a Cubs fan in your life, uh, and, and you just want to be like, here's a Hayden Wisniewski bobblehead. Uh, FOCO has you covered with all the best sports gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Uh, they get real niche over there. Don't got, forget that Yoan Moncada Game of Thrones bobblehead. There's the Yoan Moncada Game want of that. Thrones bobblehead. Uh, there's the Andrew Benatendi Arkansas uh, Woo Pig Suey Woo bobblehead. Pig Suey. Uh, there's a ton to check out at FOCO.com. You got, uh, again, set decorations that were donated. Uh, we got some crazy, wacky overalls for so a ton of teams. Andrew and Vaughn right there. Is you got Andrew Vaughn, that second <laughs> guy? Uh, oh, sorry. It's it's good grief. Ground. <laughs> nice. My bad. Uh, check out Foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below for online pre-sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Stephen yeah. Gottward was asking about some actor, and I looked him up. I was like, yeah, I guess so. Um, but, yeah, Charlie Brown looks much more like Andrew Vaughn. What's happening there? What are those? Those slides? Those fingers? Where are those slides about? right oh, there? Oh, they're oh, they're uh, flip flops. Yeah, oh, okay. I, no one, no one can see what you're looking at. Oh, right here's now, a Southpaw is riding a dragon. Southpaw riding a dragon bobblehead. That's Very fun. Cool. This is Game of Thrones. This is so cool. No, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Oh, it nice is Game. Of, this is so dragon. cool. You see, if Southpaw was in Game of Thrones, I'd oh, it's tune sold in. out. I, of course, Southpaw this is sold was, out. Yeah. <laughs> was he ever the king of the north or whatever? King Who? of the South Side. King of the South Side. See. Doesn't have the same ring. Uh, anyways. I love uh, their website. It's so fun to look at. It's fun <laughs> to get lost on. Uh, FOCO.com. I uh, want to let you know, too, about our friends over at Circa Sportsbook. Uh, they got a ton that you can bet on, uh, especially with the Blackhawks playing tomorrow. So make sure that you are downloading the Circa Sportsbook app at com slash Illinois dash app. Uh, their uh, big thing that they want to uh, get you betting on is uh, their low hole model. Uh, games strive to be a minus one ten split on the Circa menu, unlike Circa sportsbooks uh, or unlike other sportsbooks, which may use a minus one fifteen or minus one twenty uh, split. Uh, basically, you are getting uh, you're paying less vig. You're, you're you're giving less to Circa sportsbook. Uh, if it's minus one fifteen uh, and you're betting twenty five dollars, you'd get like. Uh, my math's probably off, but it's like 23, 26. Well, with minus 110, it's like $24. So why give Circa or whatever sports book more money? It's very generous of them. Right. Uh, that help ends because they hold uh, as little as money as possible on larger market bets uh, like futures, golf tournaments, uh, especially compared to other books. Uh, and uh, their customer service is top notch. They have real people behind the Circus Sports brand, which resolves issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books, which use is chat bots. And all aspects of the bet app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sports book at Circus Resort at, and Casino in Las Vegas. Uh, again, download the Circus Sports app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. We got one on the 22nd coming up, Bears and Raiders on Sunday. Uh, go check out allchgo.com slash events for uh, tickets for that. 
Uh, we got all you can drink Goose Island, all you can eat Firewater uh, barbecue, and uh, Circa will be there too uh, to help you get set up with your app uh, if you uh, are having any difficulties. Uh, and if you or some of you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, or text GMB833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Uh, finally, just want to let you know about our diehard uh, program. Uh, you get this nice box when you sign up. Go to allchgo.com. Uh, you can go click the Die Hard tab. Uh, Diehards get 20% off to our lovely events. Uh, so if you do want to come check out our tailgate with all you can drink Goose Island, all you can eat Firewater buff, uh, Barbecue, uh, you can go get the Die Hard program. Uh, you get a free t-shirt when you sign up. You get uh, a nice little membership card. You get some stickers as well. Uh, some nice swag with the Die Hard membership. Uh, you get 20% off to uh, events. You get access to our lounge the chgo discord uh and uh you get premium written content at allchgo.com from our great beat writers uh i think jay zawaski just posted a blackhawks newsletter uh that's for diehards only uh so if you aren't already go to allchgo.com sign up to be a diehard today and at that tailgate for the next three tailgates x golf will be giving a 200 gift certificate certificate to any of their chicagoland locations find the nearest x-golf near you at playxgolf.com slash chicagoland uh so if you are a diehard uh, and you haven't come out yet or uh, you got tickets and you're coming out uh make sure you check out the x-golf uh event kind of set up there and uh, see if you can be the winner of the uh, 200 dollars gift certificate okay so andrew vaughn seen as a leader by former gm rick Hahn. Does that mean he's going to be a part of the team if he has a bad 2024 and 2025? Like, if, 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 he, if he has the same production next year, maybe even worse, like, do they look to cut him? I don't think they're looking to – I think Andrew Vaughn is firmly in the plans for the future at this point in time. If another season like this happens after next year, that conversation could well change. But think about this. Andrew Vaughn is not expensive. No, Andrew Vaughn is one of those core players. Is one he's of those core players. It's getting more expensive, but he's one of those core players who is not signed to a long-term contract. He's not going to get a jack up in uh, in uh, salary like Yohan Moncada is getting, like Luis Robert will be getting, like Aloy Jimenez will be getting. Um, it, it, it's not costing the White Sox, basically, relatively speaking, anything to keep him around. And really, the 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 thing comes to what Jacob says right there. Andrew Vaughn is far from the White Sox biggest problem right now. Keeping Andrew Vaughn in place is not the thi- the thing that is going to prevent the White Sox from winning, you know, in 2024 or 2025. Now, we can get further down that road if guys other guys start playing a lot better and he does emerge as a weak weak link, then sure. But right now, you're going to get a new hitting coach coming in. They've got to and that person's got to fix a lot of guys. Andrew Vaughn being one of them. But as we talk about the future right now, I think Andrew Vaughn's the first baseman, period, full stop. And, uh, you know, like I said, that could change. But it's a prove-it year for everybody, absolutely. He's one of those guys. And uh, he's got to go out and prove that, it, that he's, he is worthy of that being the case. And it's not just, well, there's nobody else to come take his place. So he's going to have to be there. He's got to go out and prove that he deserves the title of a guy who's not going anywhere. Like the White Sox will be giving him all the chances to prove that he is the guy because, as Vinny says, he's 
relatively inexpensive. He'd be hitting arbitration for the first time this offseason. Won't be making a lot of money in that first arb, uh, go around. But real first baseman that you have to go out and sign costs real money. And so, if and a and, lot of it, usually. Exactly. And so if Andrew Vaughn can prove the, to them that he is the, the right guy that they picked at the three spot in that draft and starts lifting those offensive numbers, the defensive numbers don't really matter. As Vinny said, he caught everything that he was that was hit at him. He pretty much every throw. There was never anything that was hit over his head or thrown over his head. He was fine to the eye, and so I think that his offense will carry his numbers forward. And so he'll never really be a great defensive player. And so he just needs to sell out a little bit more. He needs to hit more home runs. Somebody was talking about Kyle Schwarber last night, and they're like, well, his average is below 200. I'm like, if he has 47 home runs, I don't give a what his average is. I don't care. And that's the same thing with Andrew Vaughn, but he's more of a complete hitter. So we haven't seen that yet. If he can hit in the 270s and give us 30, baby, we're in. We're we're out there. If he hits 35, Alex, even more. But – that's a long slog. He's at 21 home runs, and that's pretty much a full season in his first full season at first base. So I don't see him hitting 14 more home runs in a year in the near future. I don't care that much about the 50 uh, the fifty extra base hits, 51 extra base hits, and what, 21 homers, 30 doubles, two triples. triples. Baby, speed. Um, slugging percentage was about the same as 2022, uh, 429. The issue, though, is the on-base percentage. Again, like we, we've been sold that this is somebody that can discern the strike zone, somebody that can walk, and Andrew Benatendi is leading the team with an on-base percentage of 326. That's just not going to cut it for a major league team. Um, Andrew Vaughn, if his on-base percentage was around, you know, hey, three some, uh, you know, 360, 370, let's Ooh. go. Oh, no. 370. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no. My God. He, he'd be walking. He'd be, right yeah, now, that'd oh be really God. good. <laughs> he would be awesome. That's, <laughs> that's like am ceiling. I, am I, that's ceiling Andrew Vaughn. Am I crazy? Here? That's hitting the ceiling Andrew Vaughn for me. Oh. Let's get him up to 330 first. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, well, let's, how bad is my math here? No, no. I'm saying that's a good number, but I think that's like maxed out like 90 right percentile now, Andrew Vaughn. I mean, okay, so his his walk rate's at 5.9. Yeah. It, I, I think it could be at 10. Just double it, yeah. Yeah, right. Take I mean, so I mean that wouldn't be at like 370? Is that not my math? No, I mean, that's, I no that's right there. I'm just, just saying when, like that, when you that's say, the best that Andrew Vaughn could do. You're, you're asking, you're saying it as if it's like he could just hit 360 as if he's got more in there than 360. I think 360 is hitting the ceiling for him. Not only that, you're talking to two guys who just watched every game the White Sox played this year, and the mere suggestion of somebody reaching base at a 370 clip is startling to us. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, it, if his walk rate was mirroring where it was in his rookie year around 8.7, I'd be happier with him. But right now, it's was just that been, on base that year? Well, his average was horrible so i mean his average was 235 so his on-base percentage was 309 uh but his average was 271 in his in 2022 uh but his on-base percentage was 321 uh 258 in this year his average 314 uh his on-base percentage in 2023 um so i mean it's it's basically the average that brought it down that much in in 2021 um yeah i mean i think the the zips projection was around 28 homers for Vaughn, and you're, you're right that just 21 
it's just not going to cut it. Um, and even then, it still like led the home, the, led the league or led the team outside of Luis Robert Jr. And I guess Jake Berger, if he still counts. Um, so it, it's just not where the White Sox need to be. But again, they lost 101 games. Um, the one thing I did want to bring up was Tim Elko. Uh, this is not a guy that we have brought up. Uh, I don't know if this is somebody that you know Andrew Vaughn should be looking in the rearview mirror at. Um, Tim Elko was drafted when uh, 10th round in the 2022 draft um, out of Ole Miss. And in 2022 uh, was, you know, all right in rookie ball and uh, single A, uh, 700 OPS. But in Kannapolis, uh, a cool 916 OPS, then got the call up to Winston-Salem, had an OPS of 943, cooled off a little bit in Birmingham, only a 723 OPS, uh, but Tim Elko in low A, advanced A, and double A, uh, 25 doubles, 28 homers, and an on-base percentage of 347. Um, I mean, are we, I that mean is, is, is that somebody that Andrew Vaughn should be on the, I mean, he's 10th rounder. I mean, I know people are excited about him because he hits bombs. He hits a lot of bombs. But, no, as Vinny said, I think they're going to give Andrew Vaughn as much chance to fail as they can. But the numbers, if they continue for next year, maybe in 2025, they're like, "Mm, might have to trade Andrew because Elko's out there killing double A again, and he killed triple A again. So, you know, he's and he's not young, too. I think Tim Elko's like, yeah, 24. So he's he's up there in age. He's not a young spring chicken. But, yeah, I could see Tim Elko in 2025 being a competition for Andrew Vaughn, especially if Vaughn doesn't turn that bat into a power bat. Well, that's the thing, too. It's not going to be a situation where there are, they're just like, nope, we've already done with Andrew, or we've already committed to Andrew Vaughn. Too bad if someone's in the minor leagues hitting 40 homers or something like that. You can you can hit your way into a job, and I, I don't think people should be afraid that there's just a blockade that nobody can ever get through. But the potential that Andrew Vaughn has is obviously very, very enticing to the White Sox, has been for some time, and will continue to be into the future. I don't believe that a couple years of mediocre numbers is going to change what they think he can be one day. Uh, but that being said, maybe they've got a whole, we just want a whole team of Ole Miss guys in the future. So <laughs> maybe, I mean, you could get old, uh, they got Lance Lynn back, they right? get, bring Lance Lynn back. They've got Elko. They've got Gonzalez. They drafted the catcher, uh, this year too, I think. So mm. just, they're, they're really going to put the South in South Side. A <laughs> <laughs> um, little bit more Jake Owen concerts. God, no. <laughs> Didn't they get canceled? No, the, no. the, the Vanilla, Vanilla Ice got Ice. canceled. Which um, is better. Yeah. I would rather go and see a Jake Owen concert Oof. than Vanilla Ice. I don't know. Yeah, I've been to a Vanilla Ice concert. It was terrible. Well, his part was. What are you chewing? You're allowed to well, swallow the drink. I was drinking some liquid <laughs> yeah, death. It's fine. <laughs> I almost liquid died. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, the one thing with Vaughn, to wrap this up, like there's no silver lining where, you know, you bring up the uh, outs above average and he's tied with Spencer Torkelson at negative five for first base outs above average. But Torkelson in his last 51 games had a stretch of uh, an OPS of 898, Mm -hmm. had 16 homers, 11 doubles, slug percentage of 559. Like, Who cares if the defense isn't great if that's what he's doing with the bat, right? Right, and and we really never saw that silver lining. From Vaughn, we just kind of saw steady mediocrity for for 2023 and that's how you end up with an ops plus right at right at 100 yeah right uh so <laughs> not good um anyways uh we'll get out and maybe we'll answer william's question here uh after looking at 2023 would have been a mistake to bring Luke, uh, jose abreu back he said you know bottom line would you rather have vaughn or abreu my opinion from last offseason has not changed 
I Herb, see. you always Herb, you always say you don't pay for what someone has done, you pay for what they're going to do. Yeah. When someone has done what Jose Abreu did over 10 years, it says to me that there's a much better chance that he is going to repeat that than a guy who has never done it before. Uh, but it's a question with some nuance, obviously. Yeah. The, if you are asking Hindsight. me who I want in 2027, you know what I mean? It's going to be a different question than who do I want in 2024. Yeah, I still would go with Abreu just because I think the team collapsed when he left. But the numbers for Vaughn and Abreu are very similar. Vaughn hit more home runs. Except salary. Abreu was hurt. Yes. <laughs> when? This, this year. year. Oh, yeah. oh, right, with his back. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice excuse for him. We'll see. He's not on my team. I don't care. Uh, anyways, uh, that's going to do still it. Still bashing Abreu. The yeah. dude plays in Houston now, and you're still bashing him. I don't like him. I don't like Houston. I never said that I had to like him. Um, finally, uh, oh, God. Eh, we could save it. Aaron Nola's really good. That was what I was going to say. There's, maybe we'll talk about that in the future. Maybe. There's, yeah. future. there's future two pitchers since 2017 with over 1,200 innings pitched. Uh, Garrett Cole and Aaron Nola. One of those guys got $300 million. Aaron Nola won't. Uh, but, hey, I mean, he's 30 years old. Pitches a ton, really good in the postseason. Maybe be worth sprinkling a couple coins. I know the White Sox can trade for his brother at San Diego. Get Austin Nola here. Hey. And then Aaron? He could be like a Ben Zobras type. He plays a lot of different <laughs> positions. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Thank you to Sarah for producing our uh, the show. Thanks. We got CHGO Bulls coming up in uh, just a few seconds, so stay tuned to Matt, Big Dave, and Will. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can find me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Goodbye.